about giving and receiving. The long narrow balcony of our flat, where mum had a few pots of flowers and vegetables, was usually a neglected space. But now, during lockdown, it had become our outdoors and been elevated in status to prime real estate. Mum's rule was that we all had to go out on the balcony at least twice a day, four times was better, and do our pranayams. A few months ago, going out in the open to make lion faces and close one nostril at a time and do all that crazy stuff, my brother and I would have flatly refused. But nowadays, every balcony and window is full of people of all ages making funny faces. And it's our one and only social opportunity. So we've agreed. We also play badminton on the terrace almost every day. Just the four of us. Time slots are provided to each family. Someone strung a cord across at the correct height and marked out a court with chalk and rackets and shuttlecocks were unearthed and shared across apartments. The four of us played or walked about. Gran sat in the sun for a while. Just being out in the open air felt like such a privilege. I was out on that balcony doing deep inhalations one nostril at a time and trying to avoid listening to Gran and Mum having their daily morning argument. Gran bemoaning the fact that everybody in the whole world was staying safely at home, including all the presidents and prime ministers, but only her son-in-law had to brave this deadly virus and go out to work. Why couldn't he just work from home like everybody else? He had a computer machine, as she called it. And mum, defending dad, who'd absolutely refused to step into this meaningless battle, saying he was the one who wanted to go in the first place, so it wasn't good of grand to bring it up every day, making life difficult for everybody. And then grand grumbling, that no one had any respect for old age anymore. Things were different in her day. But the times had changed and she had to accept that. She was no use to anybody now, so God should just pick her up to fill his daily quota rather than carrying away young children before their time. The first time she'd said that last in this charged Covid atmosphere, we'd all rushed to assure her that we loved her deeply and wanted her around for many more years and she was not to talk like that. Now, no one even blinked. We'd heard it too often, it had become a daily ritual. And though we were all used to it, it still fed our anxiety about dad. So it would be nice if she'd can it. But that didn't look likely. Dad would appear with his mask on, ready to leave, and Gran would summon him. She'd hug him and bless him and pray over him and crack her knuckles on her temples to ward off evil. And he'd be hopping from foot to foot with impatience, but have to wait it out politely. My brother muttered balefully once that he'd never let his mother-in-law into his house if he'd be required to exercise this much self-control. 
And I hissed back at him that he should be so lucky as to have a mother-in-law in the first place. Which girl would consent to marry him? Dad would be allowed to leave only after all this tamasha. I'd lean out of the balcony, waiting to see him as he exited the building, and he'd look up, knowing I'd be there. I'd quickly pull back, but not before he'd wagged his finger at me to be careful and not lean so dangerously. All tiny family rituals, grown out of nowhere and become so much a part of our lives and our comfort zones. So I understood Gran's grumbling at some level. And after Dad left, I often snuggled in beside her, watching her hands as she cut and stitched something or the other. It was the background sound in our house, her whirring sewing machine. She finished one thing and started another. She was very adept and could stitch anything from only a picture. The greatest kindness you could do Gran was to ask her to stitch something for you. Mum called out for me. She pointed to two parcels of food. Nothing needed to be said. I picked them up, grabbed my mask and ran off downstairs to give them to the watchman. The larger one was for him, his breakfast. All the apartments in the building had taken the responsibility to ensure he got his three meals a day so that he could stay on the premises and not need to commute home and back every day. It was safer for him and better for us too. And the other parcel was for the crazy lady. One day, during lockdown, we'd heard some loud chatter in the street. Not fighting, just talking and laughing, but loud and inappropriate. Which I cringe to say, but yes, it was inappropriate. I investigated. It was a woman, middle-aged, slender, barefoot, a bit messy, but not too much. Obviously, unbalanced. So sad, I thought. She ranted at our watchman in a high-pitched voice and gestured angrily at him. He didn't answer back and ultimately she poured out all her anger and moved on. I went in and told mum about her. Poor thing, I said. She came again the next day and the next and soon enough it had become her routine to walk down our road sometimes going up and down multiple times ranting angrily at our watchman who was extremely decent and didn't let himself be provoked. She didn't look homeless and must have had a family somewhere for her saris were bright and clean and wrapped tight around her matstick figure. But they were probably relieved to be free of her incessant chatter for a while every day. She was noisy, but otherwise harmless. Gran grumbled about the intrusive chatter. Not even letting a person pray in peace. Gran was an inveterate grumbler. Mum hit upon the idea of giving the watchman a small snack parcel for her to see if that would stop her berating him needlessly. The poor man was blameless. So we gave him a packet and explained the plan to him. He accepted it willingly. When she came ranting that day, he came out in the open and offered her the parcel. She refused it at first, but accepted it when he placed it quietly on a chair and retreated. She opened it and took a peek. 
while I watched the whole drama from the balcony and gave mum a running commentary. Her face broke out into a huge smile. She scurried across the road, sat herself down on the high pavement, dangling her feet into the road as if seated at a fancy dinner table and tucked in joyfully. The unexpected treat seemed to be a great delight. As she ate, she chattered loudly and gleefully with our watchman, her new best friend. I called mum to have a look at how well her plan had worked and Gran ambled over too. We were delighted to see how easily the poor woman had been pacified. But Gran ticked us off, of course. Encouraging the crazy woman to come here, she may be dangerous. Suppose she attacked someone, then we'd regret it. Mum scolded her mother. Why must you always see the dark side? All she's doing is eating happily. Now don't grudge her that. So the snack parcel became a daily ritual. I handed it over to the watchman. He gave it to her. She ran across the road to eat, laughing and chattering and gesticulating happily throughout. Her laughter was so infectious, you couldn't help feeling cheered up. The shouting had long stopped. Sometimes she came singing unrecognizable snatches of song. She brought a distinct wave of sunshine along with her. Perhaps she was insulated from the current grim reality. But there was a sweet joyfulness about her that was almost therapeutic. I pulled Gran out on the balcony to watch with me. She needed to have her spirit lifted on a regular basis. She was too much of a pessimist. Gran grumbled, of course. But slowly, that woman's innocent joy started reaching in and touching her. She even smiled benignly at her once or twice. And I caught her joining in in the singing. They were songs from her vintage. I noticed Gran was becoming less terribly negative. Dad could go to work more peacefully now. And while she still cracked her knuckles over him every day, there was no daily harangue, which led to much less stress all around. The crazy woman comes every day, singing her bits of song, chattering excitedly and laughing. Every day she opens the parcel to discover what's in it with great excitement. Food is such a basic pleasure. She brings with her a soft, simple light that finds its way into many a dark place and she's completely unaware of it. Gran gets involved with menu suggestions now too. Not for us her beloved grandchildren, or for her sainted son-in-law, or even herself, but for the laughing crazy lady downstairs. And I can pinpoint the very day she was completely won over. It was the day she gave me some masks and cotton headscarves that she'd stitched herself. Give these to her, she said. She should be wearing a mask. Why has no one given her one? and ask her to cover her head, walking about in the sun like that every day. She'll make herself sick.